Religion create division, make the Muslim hate the Christian, make the Christian hate the Jew, make up rules of faith that you condition to and God to follow. God forbid you go to hell. But if you have a and you get them, no good. All right. That was the intro music by Talib Kweli, off of a piece that he has. Uh, good, evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pharaoh the Paragon, Paragon the Pharaoh. Uh, the, this is the Virgin Voyage of the Paragon Hour, and I'm your host, Paragon. Uh, tonight, as a test show, I'm running a critique of a book by the name of The Bible Handbook. The Bible Handbook is by W.P. Ball and G.W. Foote. It is a compilation of different thoughts and observations on the Holy Bible. But before we get to that point, since this is the first show, I'd like to do an introduction of myself and who am I and how did I come to make this show. I think that we should start on 9-11 of 01. Obviously, that was a momentous day, and... American and world history as two planes crashed into the um, the towers and uh, life has not been the same since. I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, at the time, I was a student and also a soldier and the National Guard. So I was um, afraid that uh, eventually I'd be called up to go to war and about December of 2002, that fear came true. So uh, my unit got the call, and uh, we faithfully packed up our bags, said goodbye to our friends and families, and we uh, headed up to training. And sometime around March, I found myself in the Middle East. Eventually, I ended up in Iraq, where I spent most of my time. At the time, um, I was a Christian, and I had a pretty good idea of how I was going to die. It was going to be in a firefight or some sort of war-related uh, death casualty thing. So um, I had a Bible that uh, I kept in my backpack. Uh, it was usually there just for, like, good luck's sake, really. But since I was at war and I was going to die, I, at the time, wanted to know what was going to happen to me um, when I get to heaven. So what I did was I said to myself, let me go ahead and read the book. Uh, Because I had the time, and so I started from beginning to end. And I started from Genesis, and I stalled around uh, Isaiah, I think. But by that time, I had compiled a whole bunch of questions that I couldn't really talk to anybody about because I didn't have, like, a a pastor to, to talk to at the time. And so I decided to go back home, if I made it back home, which obviously I did, and speak to my pastor. Um, And I did that, and I was kind of astonished to find out that my pastor was not well acquainted with uh, essentially the Old Testament, Um, which is not the biggest deal, except that I had the impression for the longest time that pastors were knowledgeable and were able to answer questions. But, you know, uh, people get busy 
And um, maybe it, it was a long time since he read the parts that I read. So that started my path to uh, research. So I did that for basically, ultimately, years. Um, I completed the New Testament uh, sometime in between 05 and 07. And at that time, between that time, I decided to get baptized. I got baptized in 07. And uh, to see if I can, you know, take the religion seriously. Um, I knew that one of the things that I learned from reading uh, the New Testament, the Gospels to be more specific, was that Jesus wanted um, believers to proudly go and proselytize for him. Uh, It's called the Great Commission, if you're not aware of that. Anyway, so during that time, I was kind of sheepish about doing it. Uh, And the reason was that I valued, like, uh, diversity, and I really was feel shy about talking to total strangers about Jesus and talking about this and talking about that. But that was, like, to me, the ultimate deciding point uh, on whether or not, you know, I was faithful to Jesus because Jesus at that time, you know, has been good to me by, if anything else, protecting me during the war. So that was the intention. But uh, the questions kept coming, and um, one fateful day, um, I asked the head pastor of my church, um, well, why is it that the uh, Jews rejected Jesus? And he told me that it was because that they were sinners. And I felt that that was a terrible answer. I felt that was very childish. Um, But at that time, I had discovered um, other means to finding answers, so I decided to speak to some Jews, and and uh, one thing led to another. Um, anyway, by the summer of 2009, I realized that I couldn't really be honest with myself by saying that I was a believer in God, and um, and so I couldn't be honest with other people. So um, I, as part of my research, I went to an atheist gathering. And at the time, that's when I discovered what atheism was. And, you know, at the time, it was very spooky um, or just, you know, you knew it was taboo. I knew it was taboo. Um, So the people were friendly, of course, and um, they explained what atheism was. And I'm like, wow, that really described how I was feeling at the time. So I came home, and I was like, wow, I'm an atheist. It was a very momentous day, uh, to say the least. So from 09 to now, 23 February 2011, um, different things have happened. Uh, since then, I've read the Quran, which was ch- uh, a challenge issued for me, f- uh, to me from one of my good friends. And um, I'm semi-retired from the game, but uh, this is the first episode of my Block Talk radio show, and... Um, wanted to touch upon this book here, the Bible Handbook. Um, I don't remember how I stumbled onto it. Uh, However, during my research period, um, I was interested in apologetics because though I hadn't been exposed to a lot of information, I was uh, under the impression that I could basically be an apologist for the faith in my church. So... um, 
having been to debate uh, courses, I know that you have to be familiar with your opponent's um, arguments. So I started to get some of these um, books, and I read through them, such as this book that I'm going to be critiquing tonight, and basically it ended up making helping me become an atheist because the arguments are very good. And one of the things that uh, uh, I noticed about the book, since this is a critique of the book, is that some of the writers from basically the end of the um, Enlightenment period um, did a really good job of uh, talking about some of the problems that are in um, the Bible. And I was surprised that they had, you know, so much time and resource, I guess, to just go through the Bible and discuss the problems involved. And this book is one of the best compilations that I've um, ran across. So what I did was um, I learned about it um, probably on some web page. And then uh, I ordered it from, like, online, probably Amazon, and started reading it, and it's devastating. And at the time, and still now, I think that, to me, um, with all the popular atheist books that are out there, this is probably one of the better books to have if you're going to engage people in a meaningful discussion um, about the Bible and religion in general. Um, I don't know too much about the authors. Uh, W.P. Ball and G.W. Foote seem to be uh, the principal contributors, and they seem to be uh, more or less the people that gather the different snippets. And the book has been updated several times. I have the uh, 1986 version here, and it was published by American Atheist Press in New Jersey. And it has a very um, good introduction by John G. Murray, who is the son of Madeline O'Hare. Um, and if you don't know who Madeline O'Hare is, she's a woman who was a very um, strong atheist activist. And so there you go. Uh, it's a fascinating book. It's divided into logical chapters. Uh, it's a reference book, so you can go through it as you need. And you can find out a lot of neat stuff because as I was reading the Bible, I had um, noticed some things that were, well, problematic to say the least. But it, it was very intimidating because, you know, this is you know, supposed to be like a world, world, world-renowned book, a well-renowned book. And some people call it the Word of God. So I've always wondered how can people even come up to the conclusion that there might be problems or mistakes into it. But um, come to find out there are plenty of problems, plenty of mistakes, and this book catalogs um, some of them, not all of them. Uh, since then, um, obviously technology with the Internet has enabled different people to compile different lists, probably um, similar to this one because um, the database basically has been built ever since then. But um, if you're going to have a book, I think this is one of the better ones to have. Um, so the book, not very big. It's an easy read. 
It's based off of the King James Version. Uh, King James is someone that, for those of you uh, who don't know, was a king in England, and he had a uh, a big hand in fashioning the English version, though, though his version was not the first English uh, Bible in the world. But um, he was, you know, pretty famous. You should look him up. I'm not going to really speak about that right now, but King James, uh, the King James Version, the 1611 version, is the version that um, I observed through my research that is the one that um, non-believers, atheists, really use to state their case um, against the Bible. So, the book is divided into different categories, like I mentioned before. For example, uh, Old Testament, New Testament. It con- con- covers Bible absurdities, Bible atrocities, Bible immoralities, indecencies, obscenities, and so on and so forth. And it has different contributors all throughout the book. So it's a very good book for people who wish to uh, reference those sort of things. And so I wanted to give some of the examples um, listed in the book so that um, the listeners could have an idea of what I'm talking about. But anyone who's familiar with the Bible uh, in general, but the Old Testament, what Christians call the Old Testament, should uh, know about the Exodus story. Obviously, we, we are familiar with Moses taking his people out of Egypt, out of slavery, which is good, because slavery is bad, right? At least you would think that. Well, after the people of Moses, also called Israelites, left um, Egypt, they proceeded to kill men, women, and children in order to take um, what they call the promised land. And that's clearly in the Bible. And that covers most of the indecencies, immoralities, and just general bad things in the uh, Old Testament. The New Testament, uh, even though it teaches Jesus, has not escaped the scrutiny of the book, of the authors of the book, and they cover some of the um, immoralities, indecencies, and so on and so forth as well. And what is so amazing about books such as this is that, like I said, they didn't have some of the technology that we have today. Today we could copy and paste and so on and so forth, but they they just sat down with the book and came up with some of these things. And that's a pretty amazing task if you think about it because what would you say is the Bible literacy rate um, in the United States or worldwide? even though it's supposed to be the um, biggest book sell, uh, most widely sold book in the entire world, um, it's one of the least read, which is a paradox. Uh, so I would say that the number of people that have read the entire Bible, any version, because, you know, there's more than one version, would number no more than 12%, maybe, of the believers or non-believers, 12%. So um, it's incredible that these individuals had taken their time uh, to 
uh, flush that out. And the reason why all this is important is obviously the repercussions of of people who believe in certain things that that could lead to possibly terrorism, as we saw in 9-11. So 9-11 was uh, one of the big steps that introduced the world to, like, people's different beliefs and how they're able to, how, how much they're willing to stand up for it and what they're willing to do to other people to to further their, their claims, further their goals. So um, along comes the Bible Handbook, which I said very easily and understandably, clearly introduces concepts that most Christians or Jews may not even be familiar with, even though they have the book in their possession a lot of time, especially when they go to worship. One of the new, uh, key concepts that I learned from this book is the introduction of animals that are known to be fictitious. Um, if you were to uh, speak to believers and ask them, are, are angels real? Then they'll probably say yes, because the angels are popular uh, mythical animals. Now, what about unicorns? Would they say yes? If they... If if you told them that there's a book that contains unicorns or unicorns real, they'll probably say no. If you tell them that it's in the Bible, they probably won't believe you. But sure enough, because it's a Bible handbook, then you'll find out that there are unicorns and also these animals by by the name of satyrs, which are half human, half goat, um, cockatrice, and so on and so forth uh, that are in there, four-legged birds, it's incredible. So the authors do a really good job of separating these things into neat categories, which you can um, check out yourself. One of the um, chapters that um, grabbed my attention as well is the, the prophecies. Um, prophecies are basically the notion that um, one part of the book foretold the events that were going to happen in the future. Um, I think a lot of religions use that um, to show that they were supernaturally inclined. Well, a lot of the prophecies in the Bible supposedly came true, but if a prophecy did not come true, you probably won't hear it from the believers. So they took the time to um, find prophecies that did not come true, um, which is invaluable because you kind of get the second other side of the story. What else do we have here? Oh, historical. The Bible has some historical aspects to it. Um, however, those historical aspects that are not factual are listed. Some of them are listed in this book, and I find that to be a great help. Why? Because, again, um, a lot of times believers say that archaeology uh, support their beliefs, and, um, and, you know, people do find certain things. Um, dwelling cities uh, that do support uh, some of what the Bible says, but we do know of histor historical fiction. Um, one of the movies that came out recently that I really enjoyed was um, Indian Glorious Bastards. Um, um, and that was a historical fiction. Also, Dan Brown's book, The Da Vinci Code, that caused such an uproar, was also a historical fiction. Um, so that it takes real life characters and so on and so forth, and you can build a story around it. 
and you can make it work. So um, it's it's an old technique that uh, that's been used for a long time. So at the end, is the Bible the Word of God? Well, obviously, some people say yes, but what is that based on? Is it based on fact? Is it based on opinion? Um, if you pick up the Bible handbook, um, again, the authors are W.P. Ball and G.W. Foote. Um, you have at least the opportunity to consider the other side of the story. Uh, I myself did not get convinced by the Bible handbook only. Um, I, it took me a few years because um, this thing, this uh, religion is a very interesting subject for me. Um, been impacted directly and and indirectly by it. And eventually I became an atheist. And uh, if you don't know, an atheist is a person that does not believe in any god or gods. And I add further to that, and that's because of lack of evidence. Um, we understand that people have written a lot of things by different religions, and we go by evidence. If the evidence is there, then we need to reassess our position. Maybe there are supernatural beings out there. Um, but um, as especially in reference to the Bible, which, of course, is promoted by two of the three major Western religions, which is Judaism and Christianity, of course, being the most numerous. And, of course, of course the Bible affects um, the last revelation, which is supposed to be Islam um, and Muhammad in the Quran. Uh, so it is very important. If you can go through this book and stay strong in your faith as a Christian or a Jew, I think that is a wonderful thing. Uh, you may have some answers that maybe the author did not uh, see. But if you walk away um, with some doubts, I think it will be uh, understandable. But um, you should check it out because, like I said, it's very easy to read. Uh, clear cut Even though it's using the King James Version It's not It's not hard to read uh, They are listed In a very easy way to, to understand And there's some commentary as well By the authors which kind of illuminate Their point So uh, Very great book um, In the future I would like to Get the opportunity to speak to any Christians or Jews or anybody else who's interested in the subject of religion in general, and we can discuss different things. Uh, tonight was the virgin, if you will, voyage of the Paragon Hour. The guest calling number is 619-393-6425. Um, right now I'm broadcasting at around... 11 o'clock at night It's like 11.23 So uh, Because of the time I, I'm not Too confident that there's going to be too many people calling Being that this is the version show But uh, This is the kind of contact that, that You'll be receiving in the future Things mostly related to uh, Religion The Bible And Christianity Because these are the Interests of mine, these are things that interest me, and all as well as 
the areas that I'm well acquainted for as, as, as in reference to this uh, particular um, show. Uh, so that's what it is. I'll, be, I'll look forward to more audience participation because me talking for 30 minutes straight is not the funniest thing, but uh, it happens. Um, and I would like to also thank Block Talk Radio for allowing people like myself to have a voice. Uh, it's a wonderful medium, the internet as a whole, um, providing an opportunity to do a low-cost way to broadcasting into the universe because you can you can never know how long this will last. Uh, so that's pretty much it. The Bible Handbook by W.P. Ball and G.W. Foote. My next show will deal a little bit more into the history of Paragon as far as the process it, it takes. It took me to become the atheist that I am today. Well, we can discuss what exactly is atheism, um, some of the difficulties people have faced in the past, some famous atheists and things of that nature. Um, and I think that's a very good way to start it off to give the fans um, a pretty good idea of, of, you know, what is an atheist, who am I, and so on and so forth. In the last couple of years, you've had some very famous examples of people doing well in the you know, general media, which include, you know, the likes of Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, and uh, Samuel Harris, of course. Um, and recently I just read uh, Infidel by Ayan Hirsi Ali. You know, she was a former Muslim, and I'm sure there's uh, atheist Jews as well. And um, anybody else out there that's just generally um, interested in the topic, it's a subject that that envelops our daily world, you know, whether we're um, in one corner to another because of 9-11, uh, uh, of World one, people were minding their business and uh, the world changed. So it's good to be aware of people's beliefs to see how they affect them, them and how it affects you. All right, so once again, my name is Paragon DeFerro, and tonight's podcast was on the Bible Handbook by W.P. Ball and G.W. Foote. It's available on Amazon, and I encourage feedback uh, on the show, and we look forward to hearing from you in the future. So once again, this is the Paragon Hour. You guys have a good night, and I'll see you soon. Oh,
the jewel like Solomon But never follow me Cause if you do your brain is more hollow than Space oblivia or the abyss When no trace is trivia Left with the hiss Does it pay to be deaf, dumb, blind? From a slave he was kept from the mind And from the cage he crept from behind And what he gave was a sect of the swine When the Bible they condemns the pig I don't mean to pull your hands or flip your wig But we used to wear a turban But now we in the urban No more wearing beanies or dressed like a genie No hocus pocus cause I focus on the facts And put it on the tracks and put it through the wax I speak on Jacob, it might take up some time And too much knowledge, it might break up the rhyme I did it anyway just to wake up the mind Of those who kiss so 